So basically, Malika comes in and she's just like, oh, I'm going to take Okabe, I'm going to take Makase, and I'm going to take Daru, and everyone else is not important, and that meant Mayuri, Mayuri was there, and they were like, oh yeah, we're just going to take her out, and so they kill her. Bro, they capped her so fast for no reason, she never bothered anybody, she was all like, toot doo and then she, she just wasn't important. Salutations to everyone listening to the very best anime and pop culture podcast for all your cold and hot takes. I'm Elle Jeans, the one who talks too much, and with me is my co-host, Devani, the one who doesn't talk nearly enough. At least once a week, the Phantom Filler podcast provides no-nonsense reviews and more. Hey, Stevani. So one of the things I wanted to know was what anime you're looking forward to. I wanted to start off with that. Um, for this season, the fall season? Yeah. Okay, well, I started watching My Hair Academia. The first episode was good. Hopefully the rest of the season will be good. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, as you already know, I'm looking forward to Bleach. That's supposed to be coming back. I'm excited for it. Yes, I also saw the first episode of MHA. I watched it like... While I was doing some other things, we're going to have an episode on MHA where I say controversial things. Because that's what this podcast is about, me saying things that people don't like. Um, (laughs) I don't think it'll be very controversial. I I don't know. I have some things to say, things I haven't even told you yet. So Mm. it's going to be a thing. Let's just say that. And it won't bother me. Yep, exactly. But anyway, and, that's that's not what we're talking about today. That's not what we're talking about. Well, I get to say what I've been watching first. You should even ask me back. It's like okay, okay, okay. L jeans, what are you what are you watching this season? What are you watching? Well, I'm gonna watch Chainsaw Man, but we watched the first episode of um Spy Family season two together, so we're watching mm-hmm. that. Uh I'm sad that Awashi is gone. Um, that soccer anime I was watching. And then I am excited for a show that's a remake of a show I haven't seen, but I have heard of. I think it's Urusei something. It starts with a Y. But I'm trying to rope you into watching the first episode. I'm sure you remember that. It's one with the the boy and the alien and the marriage and the thing. Oh, I remember. And I, I read the description. I was like, I don't know about this one. I don't know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All righty. So let's get into today's episode, which is Steins Gate. So Steins Gate, I'm going to go for a synopsis and some background info. All right. Steins Gate is a 2011 um, adaptation of a visual novel by Studio White Fox. So if you don't know yet, visual novels are... There, there are video games that are really story and choice based. In my opinion, I don't have the highest opinion of visual novels. I think a lot of them can be very high quality, but they often devolve into personal fulfillment fantasies for otakus. That's kind of how I perceive them. I'm sure because I'm not into the you know visual novel, I guess sphere. Uh, I may not understand it completely, but. I get a lot of that, but I'm going to read the synopsis real quick. So after discovering time travel, a university student and his colleagues must use their knowledge of it to stop an evil organization and their diabolical plans. 
All right, and we've got some characters here. I'll let you start with our main boy. Yeah, I see you put his his real name, not his secret name. Well, I figured we'd everybody know. I figured we wouldn't forget that one. <laughs> you know, what if someone's listening and they're like, oh, I don't remember his name. Well, we're going to say it. I'm just saying okay. I didn't need to write it down for the notes. Mm. Okay, well, first, the main character is Hyoin Kyoma, but his real name is Okabe Rintaru. <laughs> and he is, I mean, when you no, first you didn't start watching right. the show. Hoing Kyoma! I'm not going to do all of that. You needed to. <laughs> no. Anyways. But um, when you, well, personally, when we first saw him, for my opinion, he was kind of annoying. I'm not going to mm. lie. No, I agree. So I had no idea he was, like, fresh out of high school. Like, he looks way too aged. Looks um, like a grown man. <laughs> well, I mean, mm, college students are almost grown i mean yeah but anyways so i thought he was like a whole grown man i thought he was very like one of those guys that doesn't care that they're creating a public disturbance you know (laughs) but i mean gosh he really grows on you by the end of the show like the character development is top tier i will say here yeah and then we've got our girl christina or (laughs) or my my say kudos Oh, oh, continue. Oh, I was gonna say I was just gonna say she is a high schooler from America, I believe. She's like studying abroad in Japan because she's incredibly smart and incredibly gifted. But go ahead, what were you saying? I was gonna say that I felt like she did the most work out of everyone in the show. She really I mean, carried everybody. I mean, she really did, but there was another person that also carried. But we'll, we'll get to him in the spoiler section. Yeah. Um, and then we have. Sheen, uh, Sheena Mayuri, which everybody just calls her Mayuri. She's very adorable. She's a tutu, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can say that anytime she showed up. Listen, I I saw this joke where I was like, imagine like, well, oh, I can't say the joke now because this is a spoiler. And the first ten minutes of this are gonna be spoiler free, guys. Just so you know, so don't worry too much. Uh, how about you get to our next guy? Okay, we have Hashida Itoru. Ugh. I don't really have major, major feelings on him, you know? <laughs> yeah, Daru was, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he was just, he was just living his own life, you know? Living mm-hmm. his own life, doing what he needed to do, doing some extra <laughs> things we didn't want, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, he was doing that hacking for us, right? Yeah, that was the only good thing he was doing. He was hacking to the game. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love the OP. Um, and then we have uh, Suzuha uh, or Amane Suzuha. Um, she was a very strange character for the first a lot of episodes, I will say. We were mm-hmm. like, girl, you're weird. What's going on? <laughs> but it was all she, explained later. It was. It was. And I really enjoyed the explanation. She, The way she went about things was quite strange, I will say. But I think she did what she needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And then next... We have Ruka. I don't Ruka. know if you want me to read out all three, but Ruka is the first one. Yeah, Ruka was um just the trap, I guess. <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, yeah, Ruka was just in this show. Um, and Ruka's more of a minor character, but we just wanted to mention him slash her lol. Um, and then we have Rumiho, which who was, like, uh, also a minor character, but ended up having a pretty big impact on the story in, in the end, you know? Yep. I was like, oh, man, bro, what did you wish for? 
<laughs> and then and we have Moaka or Moaka. Bro, she pissed me off this whole show. Yeah, I was like, something's wrong with her when I just seen her texting all the time. And I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Right, and she wouldn't talk to anybody. I'm like, girl, stop. And then at the end when it, it was revealed how obsessed she was, I just kind of felt bad for her at the end. I was like, man, you're really pitiful. It's just not good. Um, and then we have Mr. Brown, or I think he has a real name. I Oh, I didn't even put down his real name because he didn't care and no one ever calls him by it. He had a real name and then they, he had like an actual name like written down. I'm just like, I'm not even bothering. It wasn't important. They, uh, Suzaha either calls him boss and then, and then um, Okabe always calls him Mr. Brown. So it doesn't matter. But he was just like, I guess the landlord who ended up having a really weird connection to everything that was going on. It was wild. That reveal for him was wild. I was like, what? Mm. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Alrighty. So, getting down to, like, some of the nit- nitty and gritty, um, mm-hmm. the show is, has a lot to do with time travel, and the synopsis is interesting because it's kind of like a thing where people discover something that that they don't really understand the kind of power they have, you know, and they kind of mess around with it and find out, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, like, this show isn't, like, um, maybe how a typical time travel show would go where, no. oh, they build this grand machine and they immediately are able to go everywhere they want. Like, this show is them actually figuring out step by step on the way how to get yes. to actual time travel. Yes, and it's a lot of trial and error for them, and there's also a lot of things that end up getting them in trouble and that's the conflict of the show which i won't spoil um until the spoiler section but the characters are the minor characters aren't increasingly in depth but they do add something to the story and they add like either comedic moments or emotional moments that build out the other characters so for example um christina or uh mike say you know she um she seems really stuck up and into herself at first, but you realize she actually really does care about other people through her inner interactions with other characters. But she's also very smart and um and she has character growth. Even though even though Okabe goes through a situation where it seems like all the other characters are saying staying the same because of his situation, they all seem they all have character growth, you know? And even um Myri, who seems very like airheaded and stuff, she still has like a lot of principles to herself, you know, that like she thinks are important, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if he, I want your opinion, Myri was like kind of the only one that was like, maybe we shouldn't be doing, be doing this. And they like I mean, never yeah. listened. She, she was just really going along with everything without really wanting to do it. Because her friends were like, oh, we want to build this time machine. We want to figure out time travel. She was like, oh, okay. I'll just go along. But she had, like, that gut feeling that apparently none of them had. We're like, maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't be messing around with this, you know? Um, But getting to my non-spoiler rating, guys, I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. I really just think it's... I had When I was writing my notes, I had such a hard time, like, thinking of things I didn't like about this show. Because it... It gives you then it gives you the idea of what the show is trying to accomplish and it does everything it sets out to do. So I think it's honestly it's and it just has amazing storytelling, great characters, it's a compelling narrative, and the outcome is super unpredictable, but it's done in, in a way that makes sense. And so that's why I'm giving it a ten out of ten. 
I'm going to let Stevani give her rating. Okay. I would want to give it a 10 out of 10. However, but. <laughs> I kind of feel like giving it like a 9.9. 9. Okay, that's because fine. <laughs> the only reason why is because we struggled so hard in the beginning to get <laughs> through the episodes. Yes, okay, trigger warning, guys. I watched the first episode three times. Once by myself, a second time by myself, and then the last time with Stevani, because I was you got to help me watch the show. I just can't. <laughs> Yeah, it, it seems to be like a normal thing with the show because everyone who watches the show was like, yeah, we hated the beginning and wanted to give up. But then when we got to the part, we were just binge watching the rest of the show. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I forget what episode it was, but we got to this point and we we're like, yo, we got to what? That's this is this is getting really good. <laughs> it's literally zero to 100 with Steins Gate. There's no in between. There really isn't, but I feel like all the setup is super important. It's just a tough slog, and it's not entirely unenjoyable. It's just they're throwing so much information at you that a lot of it doesn't make sense because they're giving you pieces to a puzzle you're not you're not. They're giving you pieces to a puzzle that you don't even know you're building. So yeah. you're like, so, what am I doing? What yeah, are you doing? No, you know, I'm just saying that in your head you're thinking, what am I doing with all this extra information that seems mm. nonsensical? Until it may, until you're like, oh, wait, wait, I need these pieces. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say if you do plan to watch the show, pay close attention in the beginning episodes because the information will become relevant later on. Yes, and I and this is just a thing like I said, trigger warning, just give it a chance. Like if you have to watch it with a friend or something or even watch it dubbed. We watched it subbed. Um, There's nothing wrong with the. I don't think there was anything wrong with the dub. Wait, did we watch any episodes in dub? I believe we did. Maybe like a couple. I don't know I think, which ones because we would switch back and forth. Yes, I think we. I don't. I think there was a person in the dub that we didn't like their voice, and that's what it was. Because we watched the whole end of it subbed. But otherwise, I'm pretty sure the dub is fine. And if you have a hard time reading subtitles, I would say watch the dub for this because it's like, it's a lot. Oh yes, that's what it was. So depending on where you watch the dub. Um, sometimes they don't translate the words on the screen. And there's like, in the beginning episodes, there was a lot of times where Okabe is like reading the computer, but they're not translating what he's reading. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you gotta go back to sub because they're not translating the words. That that was really annoying. (laughs) Yes, it was. I was like, yo, no way. Um, So, yeah. Um, But otherwise, guys, give this show a chance. Everybody talks about it. I'm pretty sure it's rated number four on Mal. Um, it, It really is just that good. Like, I've been hearing about it for like years and I've been watching anime for a long time. And I was just like, I need to watch this, you know? Eventually. Yeah, you need to watch it. And then you were like, I can't watch this by myself. And so then I came in and we finished it. Guys, we're leaving the spoiler free section. Stay at your own risk. But we're, you know, getting out of here as it is. Alrighty. All right, guys, welcome to the spoiler section. We're about to get into it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We're going straight for the spoiler characters. At our boys, CERN, the literally faceless organization. We never see one figurehead from this organization. When I was doing these notes, I was like, wait, who is even CERN? Like, I know who they are, but like... CERN <laughs> is completely... just the organization. That's it. <laughs> okay, so CERN 
in modern day, oh my gosh, what year does this take place in? I think they said they, this is like 2012 or something, like when he's around. I can't remember the year, but basically CERN is just like some computer company that's trying to figure out space travel, apparently. But really what they're trying to do is figure out time travel so they can take over the world, which how psychotic mm. is that? Like what? Anyways, so in Okabe's time, CERN is trying to take over the world. But we find out that CERN has succeeded at that. And in the future, they figured out time travel and took over the world. And yep. and I'm just going to get all into it. Suzuha is a time traveler. So mm. let's go to the first episode. So in episode one, um, Hoeing Kyoma is going to a... I guess science lecture, right? At a exhibition where mm-hmm. different people are going to be presenting their theories, right? And someone he wants to see is going it's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, someone he wants to see is supposed to be there and he's referencing John Titer, right? Who is um not not the person he wants to see. Uh Okabe is referencing John Titer who is a Self self-proclaimed time traveler who has explained time travel on the internet, but not to any like real, I guess, journalistic properties or whatever. And so he's in the building. He's with um Mayuri, and there's this huge explosion while he was after he was kicked out of a lecture for like yelling at this guy, right? And after this explosion, he runs into he hears a yell, a scream or whatever, and like a male scream, right? And he runs into a room and he sees a girl who had been killed on the floor, right? And so he's like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. So he texts his friend Daru. And then he runs outside and he has this weird sensation. And it almost feels like things around him are changing and no one else is noticing it. And he comes out of this sensation and Myri is all of a sudden in the street with him. And he's like, wait, you weren't with me before. What happened? And she's like, what do you mean? We walked out together. And he's like, oh, did it. He's like, what? And then he looks up and it, and it's like this huge thing that kind of looks like a satellite has crashed into the building that he was in. And that was the loud crash he heard. And when he, I think there's, it's like he wakes up the next day, the show cuts in between places a lot, but it's like he comes to the next day and he's like, yo, did you get my text about like so-and-so dying? And Daru's like, no, or what? And so it turns out that he, he's like, bro, you texted me that like three days ago. He's like, what? No, that was like yesterday, bro. Like what? And so th- there's this whole situation where, He's everything is extremely confusing. And the girl at the end of the episode, he goes back to the place for the lecture again. And he's like, I guess it's like the next day of the lectures. And the girl that he saw that was dead the day before is alive. And he's like, bro, what? That's how the first episode ends. And it it gives you a hook. But you're like kind of you're kind of sitting there like I have zero idea. You're interested, but you're also very confused. Exactly. And a lot of the beginning episodes go on like that. And he's trying to figure a lot of these things out. And it's later revealed that he, I guess like Daru had his phone hooked up to the D-mail machine, right? Mm-hmm. And when, and when uh, Okabe sent the text, it sent the text back in time. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And so it's, and so basically on that happenstance that that happened so many things happen, right? But in the end, they create a working time machine, right? And so do you want to talk about just the time machine and the situation there? Yeah, I was going to say maybe we should explain what D-mail is. Oh, yes. That, it started everything. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, no. What started everything was the gel nana. That That's what started uh, everything. Gross. I totally forgot about the gel people. 
How could you forget about the gel nana? Oh, indeed. Um, so yeah, they they start trying to move um matter through space, and mm. they start with a banana, and the banana goes back to the bunch, meaning they put it back on the bunch, and we're like, well, was that time travel? But when the banana returns to the bunch, it's like all gross and jelly like, and they're like, oh, that was really gross and weird. We don't even know if we achieved time travel, right? But it turns out they later find out they did achieve time travel, but it's incredibly difficult to send physical manner, f- physical matter back in time and it gets compressed Mm -hmm. and so what happens is they end up hacking into cern because cern is mentioned by this guy john titer on the internet right and so cern is mentioned by the guy called john titer and they try hacking into cern and they get in but then they don't have the equipment to do it right and so they go to ruka and that's where ruka comes in and ruka's dad has a ibn (laughs) ibn um um computer and it's like a super old computer and they rig it up and they and they hack and discern and then they just they get they get in way too deep right yeah i mean i i wondered why they didn't think about like hey we're about to hack into this company we we're not thinking that they're gonna come after us they they really weren't (laughs) honestly they weren't but i don't know maybe they thought they were too small fry Mm. But basically, like a D-mail is basically they were sending text messages and they would send that to the future and it would affect the future or like, no, they would send the messages to the past. Yes. And it would affect the future. Yeah. So he could send himself a message like, oh, do this in this day and it would work. Mm-hmm. And you know what the problem with that was, is they kept inviting everyone to use it. And that made me so mad. <laughs> It was it was silly because they weren't taking it they weren't taking it seriously and that was the thing you know they were all like oh this and that and this and that but they weren't taking the power that they had seriously you know they really weren't they they literally made Ruka change genders with this machine <laughs> it was wild that was really crazy because like they make you wait two whole episodes to actually see if they're actually changed gender you know I was just so surprised at work I was like oh my gosh you eat more fruits and vegetables and you're now female like how does that work it doesn't work and it's it's kind of silly and this this anime is a bit of a product of its time the animation isn't crazy it's got that more dark and gritty look to it um it's very um the pacing is a bit 2000s but it's not bad in my opinion the first episodes are just kind of a lot because of the confusing nature of the um situation mm-hmm. but next to all that so we start meeting new characters and getting acquainted with people. We slowly we slowly get acquainted with the cast. So at first, you know, Okabe is like getting rent from he's like renting out the the place above above Mr. Brown's shop, which is like a CRT shop, right? Yeah. And he is um he's he's there with um Daru himself and Mayuri, right? Mm-hmm. And after um, he encounters Mike say and tells her, oh, I saw you get killed and whatnot. It's a it's a whole bunch of drama. And he how do I say hmm. it's a whole bunch of drama. And he eventually ropes her in slowly into the situation of the D-mail. Right. And she is actually the one that does most of the work, does 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 most of the hypothetical work to figure out how the D-mail actually works, because it's like a microwave that sends text messages back in time which sounds ridiculous to any regular person 
but you know she's she's a true academic at heart and she wants to know how things work and she's incredibly gifted so she gets roped in she becomes lab number member number four i believe um yeah every every time they meet a new person they immediately (laughs) make them a lab member it's wild and so her and okabe and daru start really working on the time machine and then suzaha comes into the mix a few days later she shows up and she's like hey, I've got a job here, right? And after she shows up, John Titer is deleted from the internet. And so he's like, but, and and he can't find any trace of like his conversations with John Titer. And he's like, oh, what the heck? But then, but then John Titer shows back up. No, I'm sorry. So let me go back. So he, he was conversing with John Titer and then John Titer changes his story. It's like, yeah, I'm John Titer, but I never been to like 2001 or whatever. Like he was like, he was reading up on John Titer and his work from 2001, but then he starts talking to John Titer in person, and he's like, and he's like, what about the the books you wrote about 2001? And he, John Titer's like, I've never been to 2001, and so it's kind of like a weird thing that ends up making sense later because we find out that um, Okabe has this reading Steiner ability that gives him the ability to remember events from past world lines. So when the world lines change, meaning when someone uses time travel to change the past, you create a new world line, and when that happens, everybody else is affected in a way where they know where they never knew what happened in the previous world line, but Okabe is not affected affected by that, and he doesn't realize what's happening um, until much later on because originally mm-hmm. John Titer, or we find out later, John Titer is Suzuha, right? She went straight to 2000 whatever, right? No, she made a stop in 2001 to find her dad, right? And, and that's when dad. she yeah, and that's when she revealed herself as a time traveler, right? But then when Okabe changed the time stream and created a new world line, and world lines are alternate timelines, guys, he made it so that she never went back to that time and she instead came straight to his time. And so she would have never written those books or had those articles written and she's talking to him on the internet, you know, now. And so, yeah, it's like you don't understand when you're watching it, but by the end you're like, oh my gosh, it's all coming together. My brain. (laughs) And so we're just going to talk about it now. No, um, we, we should talk about when it happened, when we were actually really invested in the show. Oh, That's yes, such yes. An important I, part. I want you to explain that because I've been talking for a while. So go on. OK, so basically, basically, they figure out this whole time travel thing. Right. And they're doing it. And then, boom, Moika, <laughs> she turns out to be a fake she's actually a spy for CERN and she comes anytime something happened to us we were just like oh my god it's CERN (laughs) oh yes oh my gosh if if we had issues loading an episode we were like oh my gosh CERN is sabotaging us (laughs) but basically Moika comes in and she's just like oh I'm gonna take Okabe I'm gonna take Makase and I'm gonna take Daru and everyone else is not important and that meant Mayuri Mayuri was there and they were like oh yeah we're just gonna take her out and so they kill her bro they capped her so fast for no reason she never bothered anybody she was all like toot toot and then she she just wasn't important to them no that was so annoying like the fact that they killed her was just like and it was crazy and so what happens is there's a whole shootout that happens in Okabe basically what they were working on at this point is to try to send someone's mind back in time and so they had been working on it and they had just finished it and they were celebrating figuring it out when they burst in and so Kudus had the um thing working and so she hooked up Okabe to it and he went back in time right and one thing I wish 
that would have happened is I wish that we could have seen if it would have worked on other characters because we know Okabe has this reading Steiner ability so he can remember previous world lines. But I wonder if they put it on, let's say, Myri's head or Daru, right? If they if we sent their minds back in time, would they have been able – would the machine have worked for them or would, have, would it have only worked for Okabe, you know? That's mm-hmm. one question we don't that's get answered. That's a good question. Yeah, that's one question – yeah, it's a question we don't get answered, and I wonder if in Steins Gate Zero that it'll be answered. Because, guys, we haven't watched Steins Gate Zero yet. We actually are excited to watch it. Yeah, we've just been putting it off since we have to watch the movie. Yeah, we have and to watch we the can movie. watch season two. Yeah, we have to watch the movie, and then there's, like, listen, fall anime is stacked, and then there's Attack on Titan, like, next, and it's just, it's going to be a lot. But we're going to be trying to review a lot of things. Uh, but let's get back. So, ooh, how about you talk about Barrel Titer? <laughs> This man, um, he's your classic deadbeat anime dad classic. So Barrel Titer is actually Makase's father and Oh wait, wait, he... wait, wait. I confused you here with the notes. So Barrel Titer is Suzuha's dad, which oh, is Daru. Okay. Ooh, ooh. See you should put Daru next to it. Anyway well, I, just, I just I did I should have. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so basically when you know when Suzuha's around, she's talking about her dad and you don't know who her dad is. So you're like, oh, who's her dad and she's like oh well he's here and everybody's like who's her dad who is it we're, we're we were thinking like oh well who could it possibly be right <laughs> and then Mayuri she notices something something on Suzaha's like time travel machine that it's she came G. to it was the <laughs> FG and I looked at it and I didn't think anything of it and I was like oh, okay it's the FG what is she talking about and she's like it stands for future gadget Yo, that blew my mind. I was like, Ugh. it was right in front of me the whole time. And so, so Susa was like, yeah, my dad built this thing. And then uh, Mayuri was like, well, then your dad is Daru because Daru means everything, future gadget, something, something. And I was just like, oh my God. No, yeah, that was, yeah, because it was like Daru is close to Taru, which is like shorthand for Beryl. And so he called himself Beryl Titer, which was like, why would you not just tell your daughter your real name? What a weird thing. But, um, Look, they were fighting oh, yeah, she didn't him. in the future. Oh, yeah, because she never met him. I'm sorry. So, yeah, it was a thing where, like, she never met him. But even still, someone should have known his real name. But, <laughs> but so, yeah, so it turned out that uh, Daru ended up being Suzuha's uh, dad, and it was kind of weird at the end because he was flirting with her in previous episodes, which is like, <laughs> I mean, he flirts with everyone he comes across as a female, so. It was back to the future. Um, <laughs> But, so yeah, and then, so yes, we can talk about Mike Say's dad, because honestly, he was kind of a catalyst for a lot of this happening. Oh, yeah, Mike okay, wait. dad. We have, we have to talk about him at the end, because what happened? We skipped over a bit, and it's just mm-hmm. going to get wild when we start going into, like, the ridiculousness of that situation. So, basically, Okabe sends his mind back in time, and then he's in this constant loop of trying to keep Myri from dying. And this is when the show started getting really, really good. I was like, oh, no, this is what it's going to be. And there were, and every time, CERN would kill her. They would find a way to kill her. And if CERN didn't kill her, something else would. And I remember when the when that one episode ended, because there was a whole episode with the entire 20 minutes was spent him trying to not have her die and she was dying like multiple times that episode Mm -hmm. and it's like he finally gets her on a train right he gets her in front of the train platform and they're ready to board the train and um mr brown's daughter who is like friends with myri like she's a little girl but she's like you know myri's really nice to her she comes up behind her and tries to give her a hug and pushes her into the oncoming train (laughs) and i was like oh i was just like how is that possible 
it was so bad and I was like oh that's when I knew at this and that's the moment Okabe and me both knew I was like okay this is how this is gonna be yeah and that was just wild and I was like this is totally gonna be one of those shows where this guy almost goes mad from like trying to like stop the impossible and it was like so incredible to watch um him almost crumble under pressure but like refuse to give up you know because it was like honestly there were so many moments when he could have just given up like even i wouldn't have faulted him for just accepting the fact that she was gonna die but he would not accept it and he was like i'm gonna fix this and he found a way to fix it i mean he went through so much and he finally like and he had been going back in time like multiple times trying to figure it out and then even if he would even if she wouldn't die that day she would die like the next day or like the day after that so he was and and so he eventually figured out that if he could undo the D-mail, right, that um, if he could undo the D-mail, that, that he could save her. And what mm-hmm. what that's basically when Suzuha reveals herself to be, like, the time traveler, and they try to fix her. They try to fix the time travel, right? And so they have Daru try to fix the um, time travel thing. It seems like it's fixed. It's working. She goes back in time, and they think that they're going to receive the IBN from her, right? They should receive it on the next day, you know, um, and they don't receive the IBM. But Mr. Brown brings him a letter. And they're like, Mr. Brown, why are you coming up here? He gives him a letter and he's like, this is from uh, Amane Suzu, Suzu, right? She doesn't call her herself her first name. Right. And they get this letter and it's like so depressing. It's awful. It's, yeah. it's really, oh it's really, really bad. She's basically like, so the repairs weren't finished. And when I got out of the time machine, I crashed and lost my entire memory and then spent 50 years of my life wasted on nothing. And then I finally got them back. I didn't get the IBN and um, I failed. And she's like, and she also killed herself. So that was really dark. Um, and yeah. I kind of get it. Cause like she's, she, she's been a part of the resistance that has been fighting concern in the future her whole life. And she's come back in time to fix everything, but she just wanted to make one stop to see her dad for the first time. And she feels like everything now that she did that, everything is like ruined and the future can never be saved just cause she was like a tiny bit selfish. And it's not her fault because basically, basically what happened is originally um, Okabe had kind of started to grow a relationship with Suzuha, but it seemed like she was going to go leave, um, Aki, Akibahara, right, is where where they are, right? Mm-hmm. And and find her dad one night, right? And they were like standing in the rain and he lets her go and she and he she disappears and he can't find her. And obviously we know now that she disappeared because she went back in time, you know? And that's why he couldn't contact her. She went back in time to go get the IBN. She gave up on finding her dad. So what he does is he uses the he uses the um thing, right? He uses the machine to and this is this is before they knew she was not she was a time traveler. He he uses the machine to send a D-mail back in time to uh sorry, I'm I'm blanking. To tell yeah, he 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 sends a D-mail to himself so he can stop her from leaving, right? But what happens is because he stops her from leaving that night, the time machine is damaged by the storm. And that's why everything happened. And so in his grief after hearing that she killed herself, he sends another D-mail back in time to undo the D-mail that he did. And that's how he finds out that he can undo the D-mails, right? And he's like, I have to stop myself from stopping her. <laughs> it's like Basically, this- it's time to undo everything they did through the D-mails. And I was just like, well, you should have never let everyone use the thing. It's like every time they met somebody, they'd be like, hey, we can help you change the past of this machine we made. And I'm like, why are you telling everyone this? Exactly. It's time travel inception. And in between all the time travel inception, they forget that they let Moaka, that traitor, um, 
they let her use the thing and they never figured out what she used it for. And so Okabe has this whole crazy fight with her. We find out that she's crazy and obsessed with like, and she has no hope for her own future. And she just listens to orders. She's just like, you know, she's, she's just like a sleeper agent, you know, like she it just doesn't. Cool. Yeah. And so Okabe has to like fight her and just like psychologically destroy her <laughs> to, to find out what the demail is. And that it was, it was pretty funny, but kind of sad. And then we get into this Mr. Brown situation. Mr. Brown also works for Sir. Yeah, get out everyone of here. works for CERN. <laughs> Bro, this reveal was wild. So basically, Mr. Brown, like, is like, he's like, okay, babe, I need to talk to you. He takes him on this drive. He, it's this whole thing. And he's like, you need to stop. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's like this whole thing where, like, he's also revealed to be a sleeper agent for CERN. And there's the whole thing. And he ends up killing himself at the end. I don't even remember, like, the whole situation. But it was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> we're not laughing. Himself. Yeah, we're not laughing because it was funny. It was just so absurd and, like, weird. I mean, um, I'm laughing because it was funny. It's funny because after they fix everything, they we never even addressed that <laughs> he was working for CERN, you know? Because even after everything changes, like, aren't we supposed to still assume that he's still working for CERN, you know? Like, CERN doesn't cease to exist. Well, it's fine, you know? They solved everything. They'll, they'll let that one thing go. I don't know. It's funny. Okay, and now we got to get to the meat and potatoes at the end of this story because when he's undoing the demails, he gets he's like he's he's like getting close and right before he's about to undo the second to last demail, he's like, "Wait a second. After I undo this demail, the first demail I sent was the one that saved Curtis's life." And and you know, throughout the show, we've grown to love Christina. Okay? <laughs> and and Okabe's like, "I how can I like undo this demail knowing that she's going to die? You know, how can I do that?" You know? Yeah. And he even he even has the courage to like tell her he's like if I undo this demail like you're you're probably gonna die and she's so selfish selfish she's like well we we were never meant to do this in the first place you know and maybe that's the way it's got to be maybe it won't turn out that way and she's like and she's really vulnerable with him and she kind of almost admits her feelings to him you know and it's a really cute moment and you know that I don't like romance anime I really don't but I love this organic like growing of a relationship that felt so normal you know yeah, and i, I ship liked it. it too i liked it too i was really upset i was like oh no no i was upset i was like dang and i, I really ship it right and so he undoes the d-mail and it just seems like she died right and so they're like going on with their life right but then suzuha comes back from the future and she's like we're gonna save Chris. and i was like hey let's go boys um yeah so we went from trying to save myri to now trying to save christina no, it's amazing. And so I need you to talk about Christina's dad because, wow, it, it's a lot. I mean, Christina's dad, um, very insecure, just cannot handle the fact that his own child, his own child is smarter than him. And he just, he's like impossible. How could you be smarter than me? But basically, I think Makase figured out time travel or the proof that time travel is possible and she was trying to give it to her father and her dad was just really upset no so it wasn't about time travel it was about some other like very smart i think it was some other type of um, molecular property theory because he took her information to another government which i'm assuming they were going to use it on weapons so it wasn't about mm -hmm. time travel i thought he was doing the conference on time travel no 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 it wasn't about time travel he was doing okay. he was doing a conference on how time travel is not possible but those two things were unrelated Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, so 
don't know. Maybe I remembered it wrong. This show has way too much information. It's a lot. There's a lot. Guys, message us if we're wrong about this. Um, We'd love to hear it. But basically, so, she ends up giving him some information, and he gets really upset by it, and mm-hmm. he just decides that... I'm going to just kill you because, you know what, there's not room for two smart people in this family. Insane. Like, what? Like, his... Such a minuscule problem. It's not even... I just don't... I just don't get it. Like, how how could you, like, go from, like... And I, I think he's always resented her. That's part of the issue. I mean, in the Be- beginning, he was, he was fine because she was like, oh, it's cute. You're a little smart. But when she became, like, smarter than him, he was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, this isn't cute no more. Exactly, and that, but that just truly means that he never really appreciated her talent. He only appreciated her talent in terms of how he saw himself making her better, because he felt like it was a product of him, you know. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't appreciated of her of her own, you know, achievements. He only saw like, oh, I'm the one that created her. I'm the one that taught her all this. Like she's performing this well because of me, and that must mean that I'm great, you know. But he 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 had reached his limits because he's so small-minded you know what i mean and so he wasn't anything he should have been real happy that she was so smart because it'd be like oh that's my child she's smarter than me i made that you know exactly but he's like almost a narcissist and so terrible and so he tries to murder his own daughter right and so what happens is at this point suza has taken okabe back in time right she's taken him physically back in time to um and this is the first time he's physically gone back in time Back to the day where she was murdered and he witnesses a lot of this happening, right? Because I'm pretty sure he's like hiding in the room and he's witnessing all this happening. And when the dad pulls out the knife, he's like, oh, no way. And so he starts fighting with the dad. But Chris is like, you know, she doesn't realize how awful her father is at this point. And she's kind of a little bit like blind to the issue. And so she's like, no, don't. She's like, don't fight my dad. She's like, who? First of all, she's like, who are you? What's going on? Like, don't fight him. Right. And so what ends up happening is during the fight, like something happens where she ends up getting stabbed and killed she runs into okabe so okabe takes the knife i'm pretty sure from the dad and she ends up running into the knife um trying to save her dad right mm-hmm. and and it's revealed that like oh my gosh like he's the one that always killed her like like he killed her by accident by trying to save her and it, and it's like it's like a crazy situation right and mm-hmm. so and so and so what happens is he runs away suzuha gets him and they go back right and he's like, he's like traumatized. He's like, what have I done? And she's like, okay, listen. So I didn't tell you this the first time, but you were supposed to fail. <laughs> it's like, it's this whole reveal that himself, so his future self, like from where Susan is from, right, had orchestrated this whole thing so that the timeline could correct itself the way it needed to correct itself, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you remember this? It was this like big brain plan. It it was insane, and so. He's like, he's like, listen, you have the reading Steiner ability. He's saying all this nonsense. And he's like, he's like, because this is the fate. He's like, this is the will of Steins Gate. And we we find out at the end of the show, Steins Gate doesn't really mean anything, really. It's just something that Okabe understands to himself. It doesn't really mean anything. And I love that. I love that, like, this this story is about, you know, Hoeing Kyoma and the mad scientist, the mad scientist idea and all these concepts and ideas that aren't really truly real, but they're real to him, you know, and so he makes them a reality, you know. Tell us what happens next, because I know you remember this. Basically, he has to figure out a way to make all the events that he saw that day happen without actually having them happen. Mm-hmm. So that his past self sees it as the way it originally was, but it isn't. Exactly. And so it's like, he almost cre- he has to create a time loop that is not a time loop. Yeah. 
So so his past self still sends the D-mail. Otherwise, none of this ever happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so if, if you guys remember, we started at the beginning of this episode talking about how Okabe's in the hallway. He's, like, doing whatever, and he hears a yell, right? So what happens is they, they send him back the second time. She's Suzaha's like, you can't mess this up. You can't mess this up. So they figure out a way to where Okabe gets the dad to run away, right? Yep. And he, he loosely explains to Kudus, like, um, or Ma- Makase, he loosely explains to her, like, what's going on, and that he gets her to, um, and then he, then he tases her, right? Yeah, that's wild. I think with, with, with her consent, I'm pretty sure, because he had a, he had a taser with him. I don't remember if it was with her consent or not, but basically he tases her, and then he stabs himself, right, with the yeah. knife, so it would look bloody, and that's where the yell was at the beginning of the episode, because in, in the first episode, it sounds like himself yelling, but you don't really cognate, like, you can recognize his voice but you don't cognit cognitively even remember that until this episode you're like whoa wait what you're like wait bro what and so it was like she was never dead but it looked like she was dead and it was his own blood actually that was there and then so his 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 past self like comes running and he sees a thing and he sends a demon and it's like the whole thing and then he ends up saving her life yeah, and, it's like... and then also to mention when makase's father ran away he took the papers with him and he got on a plane and you know this thing that like Mary likes to collect is these like little Metal Uba. Yeah, these little toys, right? And so he ends up taking one of the toys with him on the plane. No. Exactly. And that no, that's yes, that, yes, you're right. And that's how he smuggled this the stuff. Yeah. But but this time I think Okabe he prevented him from taking it because I believe that little toy was like the reason why the plane didn't go down go down the first time or the papers yeah. didn't burn and so he had to make sure he couldn't take it with him no what no he took the metal upa out of, yeah. of the package thing right he took the metal upa and then he saw the papers with it but this time the guy was stopped and arrested yeah. and my and um, in the first episode we didn't understand everything that happened because they were like watching on the tv screen and myri myri lost the metal upa and she was like yo that's my metal upa like what happened um and she's like seeing it on tv with this guy and it's the context is not like it's you can't even understand like the beginning of the show at all until you finish it like none of it's good there's no way you're figuring it out you know you just don't have like the concoction of ingredients to even start but it makes so much sense and it all comes full circle and it's honestly a show that deserves a rewatch and i'm sure people rewatch the show all the time just loving how they know everything that's happening now that they like know but it is just it's very good like i just want to get into my likes and dislikes because honestly like i said earlier i had such a hard time figuring out any Any like like, dislikes i mean that's fine you know you can like everything about it but i one thing I love about this is Okabe's like continuous fight against fate. Like he's fighting so hard against fate. Like it's crazy. Like and he's not giving up. And that's one of the most amazing parts about it. Also the writing, all the writing is good. Like the dialogue is some of it's good, some of it's like really cringy, especially for what I would say like is now like 2020. Like it was definitely a yeah. 2000s show. But I'm not it doesn't hinder the experience. It just makes it feel a bit dated. Um, I'm not even calling that a dislike. That's like a neutral thing I for me. I don't think there's anything bad about Steins Gate other than this just has start. an extremely slow start. That that's really it. Yeah, like I'm I'm saying to everybody, just watch it. Like it's not 
it's so enjoyable. And even if you sat through all these spoilers, like everything I say we're saying is not gonna make a lot of sense when you start watching it. Like you're gonna be like, wait, but I thought they said this and that and this and, that. and it's like, no, don't even worry about it. Just watch it. Uh, but I'm I'm sure you're you're here just to listen to us talk a little bit about how much we loved it because it was great. Um, I'm gonna give my final thoughts, guys, and my um personal rating. So Steins Gate is a much watch on your anime journey, guys. Has a great MC and a narrative that is appealing to literally anybody who likes all types of genres. Or if you only like a specific type of genre, there's something there for everybody. The ending is satisfying. And it's just, you know, a man who is, like, out of high school and still not ready to grow up. But he's, like, finding what really what's really important to him. And it's not about some grand scheme. It's about, like, the people he cares about, you know. So, yeah, I'm giving Steinsgate... Okay, guys, my enjoyment rating is not my technical rating. My technical rating was a 10 out of 10 because I think it's just perfect. But I'm giving this two Michelin stars because my enjoyment was really high, but it was not as high as some other shows where I'm just, like, having a good time the whole time. Because the slow start really hurt, like, the Michelin stars rating, my enjoyment rating, you know? The slow start, if the beginning wasn't enjoyable, I can't give it three Michelin stars because every episode was not enjoyable. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the slow start was literally half of the show. Yeah, so it's still like it's it's still worth the watch. My enjoyment rating is still two Michelin stars though. But I'll let Stevani go ahead. I mean, you know, basically the show is good. You need to watch it. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing for you to remember is El Sai Kongru. Remember that. I can't believe we didn't say it till now. I remember that the code word since the very first time he said it. Honestly though. Alrighty, guys. So next week's episode, Stevani, let us know what is it. My family. Yes, season one, Spy Family season one, um, a show we watched while it was airing, super enjoyable. We're really happy mm-hmm. to um, review it. Uh, we mentioned earlier that we are um, watching season two right now, and we will review that when that's done. Um, okay. Let us know if you ever want like a mid-season review or think we should review it halfway we're usually with 12 episode shows we usually want to wait and yeah, do like the whole short. thing but yeah so well if you've enjoyed this episode please go ahead and give us a five star rating or a rating that we deserve and a follow also don't forget to catch our next scheduled episode where we will be reviewing spy family thanks so much for staying till the end also, if you absolutely hated or loved it, or we got something wrong, shoot us an email using fanandfillerpodcast at gmail.com. We don't have a Twitter or a website yet, but we will do something about that soon, and we are really excited to give and receive responses and shoutouts in, in our future episodes. So this is uh, Jeans and Savani, you know, saying bye. You guys have a good night or day or... 2 a.m. Where, whenever you're listening. <laughs> <laughs>